um, something used in relationships, things people say in arguments, you gaslit me, and honestly, from my previous marriage, I would always get blamed that I was gaslighting her. In actuality, I've heard um, this term from another psychologist that explained that gaslighting is more so the long game. It's not like you calling out like, hey, you have a problem. That's not the gaslight. The gaslight actually comes when you try to break down one's spirit. It's like you're always proving to them that, you know, that whatever they're thinking is is not not reality that's not giving them time i mean i honestly i could i know that I, there are times where i didn't know how to you know share my emotions thoroughly where my ex-wife would be um i guess like reassured enough and honestly reassurance is Aloha, everyone. Thank you for listening to Vala Our Productions. I'm here to talk story. I wanted to just go over it being a new year. And I feel like in at this time and age, I mean, I'm like, I'm 34 years old. So I'm in a place where health is a huge priority and it should be normal for a person especially in my age, to just be up with their their cardiovascular health, meaning, you know, exercising 30 minutes or more a day. So, like, weightlifting, going to the gym should be normal. And it has been actually a good habit I've developed in the past uh, years of my life. So I'm thankful that this year my... New year resolution is to not doubt myself. I feel like this has been a huge thing I've I've kind of like grew up with that fear that I don't deserve something or the thought that there's someone who is more qualified than I am to be in that position. I remember getting a job at the age of 18, um, kind of like right after high school, where oh, I went on to be a sales associate for uh, a well-known tire company. And I worked there for almost a decade. I actually worked there as I went to school for college. And I know those nowadays, those our generation now growing up, they don't see college as, a, as something that's worth their while because of the cost and time. But um, yeah, I mean, I was kind of in that era where college was how you make it out, how you end up with a higher salary and um, better outlook on life and just being more uh, well-rounded in, in, in what you knew, you know? Knowledge is power, and it also it does create success in one's life, especially when they know what they really want. But my biggest takeaway, and if just a side note with college, is that 
um, don't go into college if you don't know what you want to do. Um, there's always there's that liberal arts route that that I think a lot of students go and they take um, because it's kind of like you get like a overall of what pre a lot of courses require for the bachelor's degree as a prerequisite. Um, but honestly, yeah, if you know, I it wasn't until later after going through education that I realized I wanted to just pursue psychology. Um, eventually, hopefully going to into um, trauma therapy, but. Yeah, it, I want everyone to like utilize their giftings and and know who who they are and see what they could develop to hone down um, something that they can turn into a career. So, be that as it may, um, everyone, um, I hope that you can choose the right path when you need to find a way to make money. Uh, but going back onto working and I, a lot of times. Because I worked there so long, I've developed a, a, a lot of good experience with the customers and even just working alongside um, the other technicians to know that I've gained a lot of knowledge that would help me be more effective in how to explain things since I was a part of sales. And I was offered a position to go into management years before, but I turned it down because, I mean, I didn't. I'm not. I wasn't motivated by the money, even though money would be would be the main reason why to take it. I was kind of a, a afraid to be put at that that pedestal where people expect you to do things, and I think that correlated uh, correlated to just the the sense of maybe my upbringing. I was nervous to take on such a big role because. I felt like I, I wouldn't be good enough. I'm sure a lot of people may think that way, but truly your self-talk is very important to remind yourself that you are, you know, you can be a good person, you're worthy, and that you're able to um, overcome obstacles. You can be a problem solver. Um, those are all important things to tell yourself especially if you if you're not around people who won't speak that into existence and that comes to another part where it matters on who you spend your time with you need to be around someone that will tell you the truth and love but also root for you when you're down you know don't don't i mean of course your most close friends they'll talk shit <laughs> you know they're, they're gonna say shit but i mean truly like at least it's said with intention to keep you on track um hopefully that you will become more confident build up that that self-efficacy so that you can take on new roles in life and that boils down to just not doubting yourself. I mean, yes, if you don't have the skills or experience, I'm sure you won't be offered the opportunity. But if you're if you know for a fact that when you take on a new role that will maybe enhance or um give you a better perspective on things, then why not? You only fail if you don't even try. I mean, 
failing is kind of like a way of life. And I mean, I've, I've, I've said, I, I've seen, I've taken many L's in life, but honestly, I don't mind the fact that I spent so much money towards schooling, <laughs> mainly because I was able to uh, network along the way, you know, meeting a lot of people, making new friends, and just getting the ins and out of ins and outs of all what different careers offer. Um, go, I remember when I went to University of Hawaii Manoa, I was actually doing really well and going through that hectic, crazy schedule. We're working full time, taking classes full time. I was taking about 18 credits, so that's like six classes. And not to mention the classes uh, involve morning and afternoon and sometimes getting home real late. Uh, so you got to make sure your time management is is big. If you're going to take on a role where it involves other people and it involves you uh, and, and also your work, your work schedule, if you got to make money, then you got to make sure you're on it with time. And you have that self-discipline to to say no to things and to people if you if you know like you won't have enough time, meaning like don't over plan your schedule where you have things planned right after work or uh, right in between classes, especially if it, if it will take you away from staying on track. I had that mistake where I would just, um, especially on my days off, I would. Um, just fill that up with time to serve in ministry, and uh, I was just not being able to be fully great at everything. I mean, maybe uh, I was getting by, but as there's me as a as an extrovert, I'm I'm just wired that way. Where I'm surrounded by people, I get this energy, and I I can be creative. I can talk think on my feet and you know I'm I'm able to just have that 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 charm but deep down like I'm like I'm getting burnt out and I don't want anyone to feel that way <laughs> I mean so sometimes we'll, we'll learn it the hard way um, or we'll see it from our parents or friends just noticing that they're just stressed out all the time or overwhelmed and they, they start thinking about the same things over and over but it's like okay Let's see how you can draw boundaries, you know. I remember my cousin, uh, he's a business um, entrepreneur. He is a, a broker. He runs a brokerage for real estate. So he oversees and guides a bunch of, of all these buyers agents. And, um, you know, they get them on their team. They work together. They train each other. And it's, it's, it's really fun. Um, but because of that type of hectic work schedule, he had to learn how to draw boundaries where he would only have certain time to spend with people. And right now, that's a huge thing. People are like, okay, I'm going to conserve my energy. And I'm like, whoa, what are these things that I've never practiced before growing up in my teenage years, 20s? Like, I wish I did because I would have been able to actually uh, prepare just better time for later years, you know, um, I, I, I like talking about real estate, like I'm just going all over the place, but real estate, like if 
money into into a home. I live in Hawaii, so it's like prices of homes are always going up. The value of homes are are, are rising, no matter what, because space land is limited here on the islands. So it's actually a great place to buy. Um, but if you're, of course, like now it's like a huge thing where uh, homes are meant to be more affordable because it's just driving a lot of the locals out. So, um, but honestly, like if you start saving young and you have maybe just enough, like, because most times as a new home buyer, you can actually purchase a home with a down payment of 3% or 3.5% yeah, down of what the value is. And that's huge because you could probably get like yourself a condo uh, or even a one-bedroom apartment, things like that, to just let you get by and live there. I mean, it's it's great to develop that type of um, that. It's like you're you're building yourself up for wealth, and yeah, everyone should be able to run their stuff because homes can be another form to keep your keep you having steady income if you were to rent it out and you also become self-sustaining in 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 making that a part of your your legacy, you know, things that you can pass on to your ch your children. But um, yeah. Well, moving on, <laughs> I feel like I'm like I'm like talking way too much about different topics at one point. But yeah, not doubting yourself. I mean, I was in a place where I was earning not a lot of money, but uh, I was able to, the money I, I saved up from my, that, that job with the tire company. Um, so normally, yes, for your 401k, they say, don't touch it. But my loophole I saw, and I wanted to take that opportunity is that because I had so much money available from that 401k saved up for retirement, if you were using it towards, um, uh, home purchase and you're a first-time home buyer, you're technically allowed to get that um, – you won't get charged penalty if you were to withdraw money towards that type of purchase. So I decided why not use that towards my own place. And that was such a huge thing because it's like, you know, I was able – I wanted to be able to live on my own and I – the job I got after, like it was, it had, it, it gave me more income. Once I finished um, my degree in psychology, I was stoked because I was like, oh my gosh, this is like a kind of like one of the dreams I never thought I would attain. But it's, it happened because I, I, I pursued it. I was, I, I had to do the research and find out like what it was about. Not only that, but you have to make sure you take the time to, to uh, find the right realtor to work with you, um, making sure that they're they're focusing on what you want, what you what you can actually afford, and make sure that they're going to be like the best negotiator for you. It's great because when you're buying, you don't have to pay them; they get paid through the commission of the home sale. Um, so that's the beauty of it. But um, yeah, I was thankful to become a homeowner and. This is before, I think this is actually before the age of 30. So it's like, it was a huge thing, you know, um, being a bachelor. And this is before I got married. So 
it was it was huge. Uh, just um, being able to know that a person living in Hawaii, where it's known to be one of the most expensive states to live in, that it was possible. Um, yeah, and I I think the huge thing is that I was really blessed into getting a job where it didn't really uh, it. It, it actually allowed me the opportunity to to be confident and and being able to save money as I made money and not just like live paycheck to paycheck. So I believe that for anyone, don't don't doubt yourself right now. People, I feel like even a lot of close friends I'm talking to right now, they're they're always thinking like, how can I work and not feel like I'm working, and it's. It's like it, it it can happen, but I mean, if you believe in yourself, others will might have that same infectious spirit if you um, share that and you show that through your work. Um, actions always speak louder than words, and so it's like, what are you doing on the side, or what are you doing in your in your in your spare time to to invest in yourself? Like, you need to make sure that you're growing and developing your craft. Um, I hope that. I mean, I've growing up because I, I didn't have so much guidance from my own family in my household. I would kind of just develop my own thing by who I I, ha- I hung out with, my, you know, my my, my social circles. Uh, in Hawaii, it's like it's it's a huge thing where you know when you're when you make friends with a bunch of different uh, people groups, you're kind of known to be um, like the Mister or Mrs. Aloha. So it's like you you just make friends with everyone, and I think like in a way of me because I was just um, always just happy to hear uh, people's story. Like I would you know take the time to listen and uh, try to empathize, but also just um, you know uh, share how how I feel about what they're saying, and I think that's what builds a lot of trust and. Will develop a lot of long-term friendships. I'm thankful for friends I, I, that I made from like the third grade. Uh, so that's it's a huge thing, you know. Like people, seasons change, and people people's way of thinking or way of life changes. But you know, we stand we stand the test of time. And I'm sure that if when you um, honestly when you see, when you have friends that 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 you can treat and they treat you like family, like that's something that people love here in, in the islands. You know, we call that ohana. You know, it means family. And honestly, like, not having my family there growing up was, was, wasn't was as hard because I've had friends and their family and then to kind of, like, you know, say good things and help. You know, I, I guess, like, you, you're not aware of it as a kid, but it's, like, I think maybe, like, Families will feel bad for other kids who don't have that guidance and they know that their parents are not around. And that's where you develop the term of, like, Hanai families, you know. It's usually for, like, step families or in-laws and stuff, but Hanai is also in a, a way of where people kind of adopt people as becoming their family member. And, yeah, it's the beauty of being able to be close with others um, when you have those kind of friendships. That become that become long term. Yeah. So basically, this year 
follow through on what you want to do. Um, if you if you know you're, you're doubting yourself, please just be kind to yourself and be respect yourself too. You know, making sure that you're you're taking care of your body. You know, you're you're having good sleep habits, eating habits, things like that, because that also will in return be a way of investing yourself in how and how well you can manage your time and how much energy you can give to, you know, bettering yourself or bettering others. You know, it's good to uh, not always keep keep to yourself. I mean, it's it's important to know that you're able to work with someone, work with others, work with a group, whatever it is, the situation is, because um, that, those are the type of skills we need, especially in the workplace growing up. No matter where you start working, I mean, it's don't think that oh, once you finish high school or in between high school, you're going to make a big job or maybe you want to make your own type of business. A lot of people are doing that nowadays. And so I'm sure that if you take time and you focus on what you like, research what the tools you need and the tools to get there, then I'm sure you, you can achieve it. So... Thank you for listening to Vala Out Productions, and we'll talk story again. Hey, this is Greg, here with another episode of Vala Out. So I want to just talk story because I just was thinking that after going through my divorce and learning about just how unresolved trauma can really affect um, one's mental health. It's so important to know that when you make a choice of how how much things behind, even just yourself, how it can affect others. Um, But it's, it kind of humbles me to know that the ex I know she wanted the most and trying to give her daughter a life with stability however it's sad that I became the one who was most invested I, I, I feel I mean, the marriage kind of drifted down after maybe like the first year. We were together for about two and a half years. And so it's not, it wasn't a long time, but I learned so much that you can't go and see that marriage is almost like an end all or a way to think that you're healing past wounds or generational curses I know that even my mother-in-law when she found out that the ex came out of the closet it was hurtful for her to say to me that oh I knew that or I could see that and it's like what the hell like you 
of all people who had dealt with marriage, marital issues, know that you can't have a good marriage if you know that you're not, I guess if you're not meant to be that way, you know, I, it's sad to know that nowadays people are more about survival than actual success like they're not working themselves nowadays i feel like people might do a cop-out and say they can't deal with a relationship because honestly i feel like people haven't really tried and i do believe that therapy can help but if people continue to just hide things or make decisions that will just cover up then there's no healing involved I really feel that I was gaslit a lot of of times throughout the marriage that I was the bad partner I was not a supportive husband or father to my stepdaughter so I did do therapy in between the marriage when, especially during the pandemic, I had this identity crisis about me not being a emotionally available father figure, um, mainly because I was always thrown into opportunity or situations where I'm taking over as parent, but of course the stepdaughter wants time with the mom and you know, the ex gets this time to finish her degree um, since I'm working. So she decides, you know, I can work less hours and I'm like, yeah, that's totally fine. And in the end, it's sad to know that she thinks I never supported or sacrificed anything for her. I mean, I would be the one to uh, uphold things. I mean, not just as a provider, but I mean, I would literally be the one to watch her daughter as if she's my own or given that ability to think she's on my, that she's one of my own. There was a lot of issues with that, but that's for another time. But I really do feel that with someone saying that, They've chosen to have this this bias. And confirmation bias is just a thing where I know that it it leads to learned helplessness. And it leads to that path of not being able to succeed or thrive because of past hurts and you replay that even if there's positive things happening you still may correlate that to something of the past and that it's not worth it so you are just against it 